0: Resilient Solutions Shortcast, Season 3, Episode 1, How to Grow as a Man of Faith, Part 1. Have you ever struggled with what it means to be a man of faith, a follower of Jesus? I know I have, and I'm 70 years old, and I'm still figuring it out. In today's podcast, I'm going to begin laying out a map that you can follow to kind of see where you are in your own development as a man of God, and just as a man in general. I really do believe today we're facing a masculine crisis. There are several reasons for that. One is the rise of feminism. The two is the rise of wokeism, if you will. But also, we have so many men that grew up without any dad models in their life, maybe divorced or abandoned or whatever. Maybe dads who are just absent or failed to show up. And today, I'm going to begin to give you a roadmap you can follow to know where you are and help you grow and help you become the man God wants you to be. You Ready to jump in? Well, hello, my name's John Thurman. I'm an author, a therapist, and a work-life consultant. And my mission is to help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. This podcast is sponsored by my counseling and coaching ministry. You can find us at johntherman.info. Thanks so much for joining us today. Let's jump right in. Do you believe there's a crisis in masculinity. I do. The good news is I see lots of churches and organizations doing things to actively re-engage men to join the battle, to be men who count, men who love God, who love their families, who love the country, and men who want to count for something, not men who are just looking to make an extra buck or anything like that. Well, today I'm really excited to start off this next few weeks, where I'm going to share with you a developmental model. We'll talk about how to grow as a man of faith, and in part one today, I'm going to review what it means to be a beloved son. We'll talk a little bit about the cowboy stage and the warrior stage. The first stage is known as the beloved son stage, and this is a stage that concerns being a boy and being cared for by your mommy. This is a real time where mom and sons bond. The second stage is the cowboy stage. We begin to see the little boy begin to become into his own and begin to interact with the world outside of him. And the third stage is the warrior stage. That's where we see a man who's found his way, both in his personal life, his occupational life, and his relationship with Jesus. And in our time together, I'm going to touch based on the Dead Deprived Disorder. This was written about in a book called The Boy Crisis back in 2018. And the author of the book was really prophetic when he wrote this because what we're seeing today is just what he wrote about. We're seeing a lot of guys that are lost. And this is Christians and non-Christians. These are people of faith and people not of faith. A lot of the clients that I have are guys under 40 and 45 who are trying to figure out what it means to be a man in today's world, what it means to be a Christian. What we're going to talk about today will give you some hope and give you some tools to begin to change that. When we talk about dad-deprived disorder, this is what happens when dads are absent in the children's lives, be it through divorce or separation, be it the fact that maybe dads are too busy for their kids. And what we've got now is a generation and a half of kids that are kind of messed up because dad wasn't in their life. Well, we can stop it today. We can begin to change. What is a man of faith? Well, a man of faith is someone with a sense of purpose. He knows he has a life mission and understands what it means to be a man. This understanding comes from a combination of his faith that also comes from his relationship with others, his community, his faith community. And life in general, he understands that a well-lived life is lived in the context of community. In this series, my heart of hearts is to help you become the man God wants you to be. To help you become a God-loving, courageous, resilient man with an enhanced ability to lead, love, serve, and leave a legacy in this world. So let's jump in. First, the beloved son dads can have a powerful influence of their children's development on multiple levels. When a dad is learning to be a balanced, engaged dad, his positive impact will follow the child for the rest of his life. We know from experience and research that children who have an involved dad grow up with more successful relationships, have better social skills, higher self-esteem, more resilience, and are better self-regulation. So let's review these three. First is the beloved son, and that's boyhood. The boyhood stage is a time of wonder and discovery and adventure. I have three grandsons, and two of them are involved in this phase. And of course, little boys do this. They play hide and seek. They dig up buried treasures. Wow. Recently, my daughter called me to tell me how my grandsons had discovered the deceased remains of this dog that had been lost and how they proudly shared with her their discoveries and took her to the site of the canine's demise. They like to play hide-and-seek. They love to climb trees, take risks, and they like to get on the roof unaided. All sorts of stuff like that. Every boy has a father. On one end of the scale, the father may be nothing more than a sperm donor. On the other end, he may be a man excited to have children. How a man interacts with his son will tremendously impact how the following generations will turn out. A balanced and engaged dad will intentionally let his children know he delights in them. There are a couple of phases I want to talk about. First is birth to six. This is primarily a mama phase. Uh, in the early years, boys and girls need their mom around a lot. Dads are essential, but they must be involved to help create that loving, stable environment for the family, but mom's kind of running the show at that point. Dad should be involved in caring for the kids, playing with the kids, and teaching them little life lessons that are age-appropriate. Hopefully, both mom and dad can read scriptures and pray with the kids and really model faith for them. That next block is 6 to 12. At around 6, boys first discover they are male on a more intellectual level. They begin looking for role models to learn from. It may be the character from Paw Patrol. It might be a cartoon character. It might be a movie hero. Maybe a family member. Who knows? Around this age, boys begin to turn to their dads as the primary parent. And if dad's there, that's a good thing. But if you're not, well, it's not good. This is an important time when boys begin to look at their dads to see what it means to be a man. Moms are still essential and provide Every kid with security and love and nurturing, however, a boy will most likely focus more on his father as he looks to his dad to show him what it means to be a man. If you're a dad, this is a treasured opportunity for you to make a lifelong impact on your kids. Don't waste it. Don't waste it going to the bar, burning up a lot of extra time at work, or being distracted. Focus on those kids. You see, as more dad-deprived boys and girls grow up, we see an increase in suicide, drug use, and a host of other issues. Uh, the next phase is the cowboy stage. This begins around age 12, and I have a grandson that is fully invested in this one. Of course, I'm biased, but my 12 grandson is fortunate to have a dad who has been steadily pouring him since he was born. It's a blast to watch these two play basketball and do a lot of guy stuff together. Between 12 and 14, a young man's hormones, or hormones, kick in at puberty. During this phase, the boy's life will experience about an 800% increase in testosterone. This phase can sometimes be a season of volatility as he moves out of boyhood into young manhood. And yes, does your child have a mental health disorder? Do you, Yes, it's called puberty. It begins when your first child develops pubic hair and it ends when your baby is about 35. Hang in there. Don't give up hope. This age, 12 to 13, marks the beginning of a life lab for young men. It's a time when they begin to learn lessons in the field, at times without a lot of parental support. This season, he'll learn to develop his personality, his body, his social skills, and he'll even begin thinking about what he wants to do vocationally. He'll learn new skills. Hopefully, he'll be a part of a team so he can understand those dynamics. He'll learn about relationships. He might even start driving. I know that's scary. And if he's into sports or academics, this will be a time of testing and growth. It'll be a time of daring and danger and personal growth where he'll kind of test his mettle. In other words, this is when your son will begin building his resilience muscles and demonstrate his strength and moral courage to face adversity. Hopefully, you'll model that for him. A boy may feel more confident in himself and his abilities during this phase of life. However, many times the boys in this category are also more likely to take risks and be competitive with other boys their age. This can lead to some negative consequences like bullying, but it can also be a time of tremendous growth, learning balance and focus, and how to really manage yourself. During this season, a lot of sons will feel more distant from their dads. However, as they move into this phase of becoming a man, there will be other male role models, athletes, pastors, youth pastors, Men and women in your community, men and women in the media, you want to encourage and help your son find other adult mentors. Let me spend just a minute talking about how to avoid the deprived dad disorder. The most significant way a dad can influence their sons is by simply spending time with them. I've spent my adult life as a people helper working as a youth pastor, an army chaplain, a mental health professional. Based on my observation, boys who don't get attention from their dads will get it by misbehaving and acting out. Because negative intention is better than none at all. You need to build a relationship with your boy. So make sure you make your kids a priority. Investing precious time with them will have long-term consequences. Well, let's talk about the warrior stage as I begin to wrap up the day. One of the most important things that you and I as believing men is we need to learn how to be a man of faith and how to realize that we are to be warriors and protectors of our family and those are weaker than us. The warrior phase is the third phase of masculinity and is characterized by the need for a mission, a purpose, and a cause worth fighting for. Boys will feel needed when they have something to care for and fight for. Young men need a mission to help them find their place in the world. They need to know what they stand for and fight for meaning in their life. Unfortunately, many young men struggle at this stage because they have no direction, guidance, or input from society or family members. Unfortunately, too many of them get the input from social media. They may not have been taught how to be successful leaders of good husbands and fathers, and that will lead them down the wrong path. You see, we are at a turning point in our culture. Where many see this warrior phase as archaic and unnecessary, I believe there's a danger as we as a society move away from developing this warrior culture, we're setting ourselves up for failure. I'm not just talking about the capacity to fight, but to be a man. A young man must learn to be protective of others, to provide for his family, and manage his emotions and his drive. This competitive part of man is wired up in our DNA. But when it's devalued, and it is being subverted today, it can lead to peril. Just recently, I was watching a couple of YouTube videos of people videoing a young woman getting beat up. The sad thing about it, there were a number of able bodied young men around that could help out, and nobody did. They were all taking pictures, and that person got the stuffing knocked out of them, and nobody intervened. Shameful. But I won't go there. I don't want to get too worked up on it. Warriors are necessary. And warriors are not just military members and law enforcement and fire and EMS and first responders. There's another whole group of warriors we forget, we don't think about, until there's a food shortage or some type of disruption in the supply chain. And those are truck drivers, linemen, people in the service industry who make sure that we can live the lives we live. Unfortunately, we don't think about those people unless we are short on food or have no power. We do live in perilous times. Times when strength and competitiveness and being a manly man scare a lot of people, and the culture tries to shut us down. We cannot let that happen. If we do, we're in serious trouble. Now, the Bible does not condemn a warrior; merely acknowledges that warriors are normal and necessary. But here are four general traits about a real warrior, whether they're single or married. Number one, a warrior is trained. Training is a lot more than watching a series of YouTube videos or some continuing education class. Number two, a warrior is humble. Number three, a warrior is accustomed to sacrifice. And number four, a warrior is connected to others. The man's primary responsibility if he's married is to protect his wife and children from the attacks of the enemy and this world. These responsibilities include protecting him spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally. The Bible teaches a man should love his wife as Christ loved the church. This means he should be willing to lay down his life for her. A man should also offer himself as a living sacrifice as he serves his family. You see, to be a warrior is not the primary goal of manhood, but it is a stop along the way. Later, I explain this notion from a Christian perspective. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit about being a spiritual warrior. The spiritual warrior is a warrior who trusts and finds his refuge in the Lord rather than power, the ability to gain wealth, or by having material possessions. However, He has a growing awareness of things that can harm himself, his wife, should he be married, and his family. As the man moves through the warrior phase, he understands that being a warrior is twofold. Number one, knowing what to fight for, and number two, when to quit. You see, we need warriors who will stand for truth and fight for our society's spiritual values before they no longer exist. Are you in a fight for your family and friends and faith? Are you someone who will make things happen, or are you one of those guys who sits around and wonders what happened? As a man of faith, I hope you'll have the cojones to step into the fray. Will you put on the whole armor of God? This is from the Apostle Paul, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 12. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on all God's armor so you can stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. I hope you will learn what it means to be a man of faith as you continue in this life. God bless you. Thank you for listening to me today. If you need to talk, I provide a free consultation, or you go to my website. My phone number is 505-343-2011. Once again, 505-343-2011. Or you can contact me through my website, john at johntherman.info. John at johntherman.info. I want to close with these words from Ryan Holiday from his book, The Obstacle is the Way. It's okay to be discouraged. It's not okay to quit. Let me encourage you to lean into life as a man of God. Let me encourage you, no matter where you are in your developmental journey, to step it up a notch and become a man who counts for something in his life. My name is John Thurman. You've been listening to my shortcast, John Thurman's Resilient Solution Shortcast, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. And remember, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'll make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm John Thurman. You're listening to John Thurman's Resilient Solutions Shortcast. Bye now and see you next week. God bless.